Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's show is being brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the absolute best online sportsbook out there. They've been in business for years. The reputation is second to none. They pay out in only two business days. And even better, if you sign up using promo code WCE100, they're going to give you a 100% deposit bonus. That means you deposit $100, mybookie.ag is going to give you $100 just for telling them we sent you. That goes the same for any deposit. We've done our research. You're not going to find a better online sportsbook. So head over to mybookie.ag and sign up with promo code WCE100. That's WCE100. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from WinningCuresEverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you this is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, episode number 158. It is the Tuesday, November 6th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Chris, let's go on and start this out. I know that this is the, uh, the college football recap show, but... I don't know if you knew this. Were, were you a big fan of the EA Sports NCAA football games? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the last time I used to play video games. It was on, like, the old school original PlayStation. So, I still have the NCAA football 2014 game Okay. on a PlayStation 3. And I enjoy this thing so much. They The different communities and whatnot, they will put up new rosters like they will update the teams now the only issue is there is no college football playoff in this thing but i can have the exact roster for alabama memphis you know ole miss lsu what all all the different teams across the country now the issue here is that this was 2014 so you've got all these different teams out now that were not division one teams at the time so there is no Coastal Carolina, there, you know, whatever. So now they have this, uh, there's a new college football game that is going to be coming out. And it's either going to be 2018 or th- uh, 2019. It'll be a PS4, uh, Xbox One, whatever. It's called Gridiron Champions. It's being put together by IMV Gaming, which is Immaculate Vision Gaming. And okay. Big, Big Ant Studios is, is joining with them. They've done like awesome niche games for rugby and lacrosse and, and just whatever. Nothing huge. But they've agreed to co-develop and publish this game. Here's the deal. The total cost of the development is going to be $5 million. And Big Ant is willing to fund 50% of it. And then the other guys, Immaculate Vision, have to fund the other 50%. So they've got a website up. It's it's immaculatevisiongaming.com and it's immaculate with I M A C K U L A T E. And you go to that website and you can help fund it, right? It's like a Kickstarter campaign. But you go to the website, you look at the graphics, it is pretty freaking awesome. It, it features 126 generic colleges. I, I'm going to have a, an article up uh, on Tuesday about it. But it's got all kind of different stuff, but it's all generic. So if you're wondering how these guys can get past uh, all the NCAA licensing stuff and EA Sports can't, look, it's it's generic rosters, completely generic names, um, 
it just all all kind of different stuff. One of the things that you can do if you actually buy into this Kickstarter thing is your name can be one of the the names on the rosters. Now, it, oh, there you go. Yeah, so they they can get by it because there is no likeness. Like it, you're you're not taking a school and then building somebody based off of like back then it was like Derrick Henry. So you won't have a guy that looks just like Derrick Henry with Derrick Henry's number. And he's got dreads, and he's huge, and the stats are the same, and all that kind of stuff. You won't have that. Like, you're just going to have generic everything. But the issue here is that you can customize anything that you want to. So if you want to go through and build all 126 teams, then you can do that. Or if you just want to build your team, you can do that too. And you can go through and look at the stats and figure out, ah, uh, you know what, they've got, uh, oh, Lord, who's, uh, Darius guys, right? So they've got Darius uh, I want to put Darius Geis on here, and I want to make him like a 99 everything. You can do that. You can customize the colors, all that. You can't put, like, the logos on there, but you can build your team. Like, I think this is a genius plan to get around it. Eventually, they want to get into licensing it and whatnot, but uh, but right now, like, the team names that they've already announced, it's like the Central Colorado Cougars, the Nevada Southern Yellow Jackets, the Texas Gulf Coast Falcons, uh, just ridiculous stuff, right? Like the Mississippi A&M Raptors. Like, have you ever heard of this stuff before? No, but I, I like the idea of making it generic. Yeah. And, like, I know I know for, like, merchandise, you just pretty much have to change something 20% to, to be able to, like, get away from uh, – not re- it's not really a patent – but like a design or whatever. A trademark. A trademark. Yeah, a trademark. That was the word I was looking for. A trademark. You only have to change it like 20%. And the big thing that I know that EA Sports ran into is these players suing for, you know, using their likeness without any profitability whatsoever. Right. And and I always thought, not that we need to screw college players any more than they're already probably getting screwed, um, unless they're all getting these $100,000 deals that nobody knows about, then, then screw them all you want. Uh, but... <laughs> Why, they should make the players exactly how they are. This Alabama team, this LSU team, this Georgia team, this all these teams, exactly how they are. You change the mascot, okay? But but you obviously could could use a, a university, um, like a, like Alabama is a state, okay? So you don't get to say you you have yes they can't say University of Alabama, but they can say Alabama University. And colors are colors, so so you can't tell them you know you just change that. But for the players, you just swap everybody's race 100%. Yeah. And so, you know, if you've got Sam Darnold back there, you make Sam Darnold look exactly like he looks. You just make him a black guy. And, <laughs> and, and Lamar Jackson, you make him look exactly like he looks. You just make him a white guy. Yeah. And say, well, that's not your likeness. And, and that's how you get around the getting sued. Yeah, so they, they found all kind of different ways to, to go about this. It's really interesting. Go to the website. Uh, it'll be up on Tuesday morning um, or this morning, whenever this podcast is being released, whether you're listening on Facebook Live or through the actual podcast through Apple and iTunes and SoundCloud, all that good stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and move into the college football recap. Chris, you went an incredible 4-1 and one against the spread on your college picks this week. I went 2-2 two and two with a push in the A&M and Auburn game. So here's the rundown. You are now 26-20-3 against the spread in college, and I'm sitting at 24-23-3. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel good about it, but I like some of the numbers this week. Um, what, what did you see this past weekend that got you to this point? Because it, you only went 4-1 and one in our picks. You know, we only give out five. You went like 11-1 and one against the spread in your picks this weekend. That's right. I, I and and I got I got tired of kind of coming on later and saying I'm doing really good, other than just the four we give you or five we give you or three we give you <laughs> in pros. I promise I am. So I just started putting them on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? If it's not public, you didn't do it. No one can say that. Um, verified. So I tweeted all my picks out. I went 11 to one against the spread, and I thought we were going to have chaos. I thought we were going to. All I did was take monster dogs. That's all I did. Yeah. I took these big monster dogs, and I went money line on all these big teams. And, hell, all I got was one of the money lines hit, but it paid off plus 780, you know. And and so what, I what were the up, What were the big money lines that you took? The big money lines that I took were – I'll actually pull it up so I have the spreads right in front of me. 
Um, I took South Carolina plus 23 and a half and the money line for them at plus 950. Didn't win that one, but I won the I won the, the number. LSU plus 21. The money line was plus 835. Thought I had a fighting chance at that one. Didn't pull it off. The one I did hit was Iowa plus 21 against the spread. And the money line was plus 780. That's how I got to 78. Um, and then NC State um, against the number covered the spread still. And uh, the money line was plus 475. That was the smallest money line I had the whole weekend. Um, only needed to hit one and, and made profit off of that. And then against the spread, I went 11 and 1. Um, monster weekend for me. The first time I got away from teasers and parlays, and I would have hit a bunch of them had I done a bunch of them, but but I'm very happy with how I did. I just I felt like no matter what I picked, it was going to win. And the only one I lost was the one I felt the least good about out of all of them, which was Arizona, and that was just picking on, you know, uh, uh, USC. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that that game. It, really, I thought you would have had that one covered uh, at the end of the night because thought we were tied up. Yeah, it was thirty five, thirty five, like midway through the fourth quarter. So I, I really thought you had that one. Um, let, let's go ahead and jump in the college football top ten. My top ten. Uh, I've got Alabama number one still. Georgia number two. Uh, I don't feel great about Alabama right now. I, when you lose four out of your top five linebackers, uh, they save for the season. You know, I'm I'm not certain they're the two that were lost in the Florida State game may be back, so we'll we'll see how quickly they can get back. They may be back before the Auburn game. Um, so Alabama one, Georgia two, Notre Dame three, Clemson four. Those have kind of stayed the same. Now, just like I told you last week, you remember I had Miami way down. Yep, I got Miami in at number five. I'm feeling good about them this week. I, so, so hang on, who is who is three and four? Three is Notre Dame. Four is Clemson. Okay. They've got a lot better wins. Like or just or just more of them. How's that? Does that How make do sense? They have more of them. They oh, have because Miami had a game canceled. No, no, no. They have more wins against good competition. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Miami's beat a lot of teams that have losing records and and whatnot. So, number 6, I've got Wisconsin, 7 Oklahoma, 8 TCU, 9 Washington, and at 10, I put UCF back in. Like, I know they didn't cover the spread against SMU, but when you go on the road and when chaos is going on around you and you can still find a way to win the ball game, that's big to me. Like, that's really, really big to me. So, this week you've got two top ten matchups, and really three if you count uh, the college football playoff rankings from last week. So, you'll have Georgia-Auburn, Oklahoma-TCU, and Notre Dame and Miami. So we're going to have a whole lot of stuff figured out this weekend. Like a whole lot. Is there anything yeah, this, that you disagree with? This weekend with is going to be an unbelievable weekend again. So we're getting into great college football right now. Yeah, we really are. Is there anything in that top ten that you disagree with? Um, I, I, I still think that that Wisconsin and and uh, Miami should be, should be higher. The, the, like, I understand not having so many great wins, but we just talked about – you know how important being undefeated is where under you know undefeated seasons just don't happen both of those teams didn't lose you know and we're not rewarding them for for not losing you know we'll say you know oklahoma slipped up and lost to a team that they should have beaten but for some reason we're forgiving them for that because oh well that happens sometimes but but miami hadn't let that happen and uh wisconsin hadn't let that happen so, you know, true, true. I just don't like the fact that we just keep crapping on these teams. And it's not like they went out and just scheduled cupcake schedules. You know, they can't help that the teams that they've played. I mean, Alabama's had the same thing until LSU. Alabama has played nobody with a winning record. I mean, well, nobody. A&M and then Fresno State and Colorado State. But it, again, they're not great. That's, like none well, of it's great. A&M, A&M's the only one you get credit for. The other two are non-conference cupcakes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and with, and with Wisconsin, we still look at them, we still look at them with the eye test and say, well, they're still the best team in the country. I'm not arguing that they're not. I just think we're not crediting Wisconsin and Miami 
for for not slipping up, you know. Well, they and, both got some tough games this weekend. Wisconsin gets Iowa, which will probably be the only top 25 game on their schedule. Until, and that is uh, – did Iowa jump in the top 25? I didn't even see the AP poll yesterday. I haven't, I haven't looked at all. Today's just been an insane day. I have not looked at all. I would imagine um, that they are there. Um, I would the also thing. imagine they're, they're in the play, coaches. They'll play Iowa. They'll play Michigan. Okay. And they'll play uh, the winner of the Big Ten um, East, I guess is what it is. And and that'll either be Michigan State, Ohio State, or Penn State. Do you think is uh, is Michigan back in the top twenty five now? I don't. I mean, if they're not now, they probably will be when the damn thing, um, when, whenever it gets there. I mean, when the, at the end of the season, Michigan will be in the top twenty five. Okay. Yeah, Michigan is not in the top twenty five currently. So yeah, that's uh, a little bit surprising. But this is this is where this is where you and I have always like where I always you know tell people let's pump the brakes on just chalking up wins and losses to everybody like everybody as soon as that penn state ohio state game was over with they were like well ohio state just punched their ticket into the playoff and i was like hold on man we still got to finish this season out you know like and then they still they they still have to go to michigan state and they still have to play michigan which is a huge rivalry yeah like if you think if you think that they're just going to moonwalk even if they win both of those games you know, we're same thing with Alabama, man. We're just chalk- and Georgia. We're just chalking up W's like they're gonna happen. But yet these teams have never gone undefeated through the regular season. You know, it just doesn't happen a lot because it's really hard to continue to do that. Iowa just got into the AP top twenty-five after after the win over Iowa State. Yeah, they they are at Ohio number State. twenty-five. Yes. Yeah. And Michigan is now in. They're at number twenty-one. Uh, in the AP poll and 22 in the coaches poll. Yeah, so, and so Wisconsin has to play both of those teams. So that that would be two top 25 wins in the yeah. Plus they'll play another one in the championship game. If Which Wisconsin who knows who that's going to be right now? That's right. But who, if Wisconsin goes undefeated, they'll be in, and the Big Ten is not dead. They'll absolutely be in. I don't know how I feel about it though. All right, you so can, look, let's, you let's go ahead and feel get, good about it all you want. They've still earned the right to be there. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so tell me this, Chris. Where are we right now? Like, chaos ensued this weekend. Where are we? Not as much as I want it. Um, but but it, it, did, it did come through uh, a little bit. I think this is what I love about college football, and this is when I love it. Okay? I give it crap at the beginning of the season, and I don't get as interested as I probably should early on because I hate cupcake teams playing these big boy teams. I, I just I don't find it interesting at all. Um, I uh, think we're not done yet. Okay, we're going to find yeah. out. Like, everyone's trying to figure out who the four are. You can say who you think your four should be now, but I promise you next week it's going to be different. Let Saturday come. Because it's not just these top 25 teams or even top 10 teams playing each other. It's going to happen with other upsets coming through. It, I, I've, I've been watching this sport for as long as I can remember, and it never seems to just work out the way we all want it. It just doesn't. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about what happened this past weekend. Ohio State losing at Iowa 55-24. Yeah, that's not losing. That's not losing. That's a beat. And that twenty four, that twenty four is garbage. Okay, that game was an absolute obliteration of Ohio State football, and they got a garbage touchdown to make it look like they had some sort of offense. This is why I kept telling you slow down on the JT Barrett Heisman hopefuls. He's played one good defense, not not great defense, just moderately decent defense. And that one defense had him four interceptions and just could not move the football at all. Yeah, it, and I was really surprised at at Iowa being able to move the football as well as they did. I mean, they put up fifty five points on Penn 50, State. I don't know. I mean, that on, Iowa on, on Ohio State, fifty five points in three games total. Yeah, it's just insane. I bet if you insane. take their last three totals, I bet it's not close to fifty-five. No, it. I mean, really, the last four games they they didn't score over twenty in any of them. I don't believe. No, they're like seventeen ten. I mean, that's how they play football. So for them to beat you, what's supposed to be an elite defense, and put up hang fifty-five on you, now the four interceptions helps that. Okay, 
that hurts your defense. But well, obviously, that, yeah, five interceptions. I'm sorry, I'm making him sound better than he is. <laughs> um, but but this is just this is this is the Ohio State offense I was expecting all year. All right, it just is. I've I've watched them play and I haven't been impressed with it at all. And I thought eventually they're going to play a good defense and we're going to see can they play. Now that all that defense that they have is really good. How they give up 55 points? Uh, you're on the field constantly, um, and your 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 quarterback, your offense is getting turnover after turnover, and so you know your defense already starts off backed up so far anyway. Uh, it makes it damn near impossible to stop anybody. Well, let's. Here's what Iowa had done in the last, you know, five weeks, right? So against Penn State, they put up 19. Against Michigan State, they put up 10. Uh, against Northwestern, they put up 10. Against Minnesota, they put up 17. But on October 7th, they beat Illinois 45 to 16. The fact that they beat Ohio State worse than they beat Illinois. Beat Illinois. Like, that yeah. is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But it is one of those things where Ohio State came off of a really big home win. They came back against Penn State, got themselves back in the national championship race, and then absolutely crapped the bed. Yep. Absolutely. Immediately pissed it away. All right, so, so that game last week between Penn State and Ohio State, that looks like it cost both of these guys. All right, Penn State loses at Michigan State 27-24 on a walk-off field goal. It, look, there was a weather delay. It was rainy. It was nasty. It was in East Lansing. We talked about this. I told yeah. you, if the weather was bad, don't count out the fighting D'Antonios. They oh, like it's, to play it's crazy. it's gray outside and it's nasty. That team likes that stuff. It's it's just insane to think. I mean, the week before that, they went to Northwestern and got beat. Yep. And then they turn around and beat Penn State. Like I was, I was really surprised at this. Um, what do we make of Penn State now? I mean, they with Ohio State losing at Iowa, you thought that they would have a shot to get back into the Big Ten championship game, but that's completely gone now. Like they no, need no, Ohio no, State no. to Penn lose. State, I mean, they would need they would need Ohio State to lose to Michigan State and to Michigan. Yeah, and I I don't I mean look anything is possible, but that would thought, be that would shock me. And yeah. I like chaos, and I'm not surprised by much of this. That would shock the hell out of me. Uh, absolutely, yeah, I hate Ohio State, but damn, that's that's, that's ridiculous. Too that's much. Like, none <laughs> of that's going to yeah, happen. That's asking too much. So, all right, so let's jump off that. Let's talk about Notre Dame really quick. Um, Look, they were up big on Wake Forest, and Wake Forest makes a giant comeback. Game ends up, what, 48-37, to 37, I think, was the final. Um, but it's not so much about what Notre Dame did on Saturday. It's what everybody else did. So Miami wins again. That went, like If Notre Dame beats Miami, that's going to make it look even better. Michigan State wins again. like That's going to make it look good. USC beats Arizona. That win looks even better now. If Notre Dame wins out, is there any way to keep them out of this? Oh, no, no, no. If they win out, I think they're in. And I don't know that that's debatable. I don't think it is either. No, if their only loss is to Georgia, and even if Georgia, let's say, loses to Auburn and the SEC title game. Like, I don't know. I don't know that you can take that away from them. No, um, I mean, it's, I think, it's great. I think they're in, and I think we're having a really hard conversation about some other some other teams. Well, that's so. that's the fun thing is that everybody else, as far as the playoff goes, it, really there are so many teams that still play each other. You know, Miami still has to play Clemson. Clemson could lose that game. Uh, if Miami beats Notre Dame, they'll still have to play Clemson. That was just about so, to say the the kicker is going to be if 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 Miami plays Notre Dame and wins, and then they lose to Clemson, and their only loss is to Clemson in a championship game, can they have an argument for getting in? Um, you know, well, not that, not if Clemson wins out, because then Clemson will take their spot. the The issue right now, I'm thinking, is if if Miami loses to Notre Dame, but beats Clemson. Oh, but you hang on now. Don't don't just crap on that. All right. Yes, Clemson will take their spot, but that I don't know that these spots are assigned to anybody right now. If we have continual chaos, and and Georgia or Alabama end up with two losses, they're not getting in. And so we were talking about the loser of the SEC title game. If it's only one loss, it's probably both teams are making it in. I think you could say both teams from the ACC would get in. 
How insane if, would that be? If Wisconsin ends up taking a loss and everybody in the Big Ten has two losses um, and, and everybody in the Big 12 has two losses and everybody in the Pac-12 has two losses, absolutely. It's going to be the winner of the SEC, Notre Dame, in that situation, and both ACC teams. That's just mind-boggling to me. <laughs> like There are so many different ways this thing could still go. And, Crazy. And we are about to be in the second week of November. That, but, but this is what November's for right yeah. here. This is, this is this what makes is, it fun. This is, that's right. But the reason I get frustrated with it is because people just start throwing teams in there and saying, oh, this is a done deal. And right now, just nothing is done. Nothing's done. I promise you. I've been doing this for too long. Nothing's done yet. Let's move on to uh, to the SEC update, the SEC uh, rankings and whatnot. I'll go on and give you my SEC power rankings, and then we'll get into a few of the games before we get out of here. Uh, SEC power rankings, number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Those are basically interchangeable at this point. Uh, number three, Auburn. Uh, they got a, a big win over Texas A&M. Basically cemented Kevin Sumlin's fate in College Station. Number four, I'm going to have to roll with LSU over Mississippi State. LSU looks good right now. Ever since that game against Troy, where they kind of got everything figured out, your boys are looking a lot better. Do you agree with me on that? No, I do. I had a conversation the other day, uh, Friday afternoon. Um, yeah, I was at a bar and talking to a Mississippi State guy, and we were having just a real intelligent conversation. He said, look, just explain to me how we both have the same record, but LSU – lost badly to Mississippi State and how LSU is favored over State. And and I said, you can't just look at their records. I said, you know, LSU has two really bad losses, but we have really good wins also. And, and at that time, Mississippi State had two pretty good losses, but not one single good win except for the LSU game. Yeah, and so it was just like I, I think we're splitting hairs, and I think both these teams are, man, right there. As you said, with Alabama and Georgia, you could kind of nitpick them to who's one and who's two. You could do that with LSU and 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 Mississippi State right now, and Auburn. Uh, honestly, it, oh no, I disagree with that. You I know still that think Auburn's Auburn better than LSU? Yeah, I know Auburn lost at LSU. That was a, a weird, crazy game. Auburn is without question the third best team in this conference i i'm not debating that and i know that we beat beat them head to head uh, i i just think they are they play better they look better at every facet of the game um and and they're going to end up there's a really good chance that they're going to finish with four losses but those four losses are to one crazy lsu game and then three of the top four teams in the country which is so, insane. I mean, that's a hell of a schedule yeah it is now, auburn auburn's gonna have four losses this year possibly and people are going to look at that schedule and say, you know, miles on, eight and four again. What are we going to do? And I'm going to say, listen, y'all need to hold the hell on. This is crazy. That's it's, yeah, it's impossible to, to get through a schedule like that. Now, if you are expected to be a national championship contender, that's one thing. You know, if Alabama went into a schedule like that and lost, you know, three out of four or whatever it was, like that would – then there would be question marks. But that's Auburn right. was not expected – to be as good as those teams that they're losing to. No, so, no, no, nobody. They weren't favored in any of those games. They won't be favored in any of them, and and they won't be favored by a lot. You know. You know what's I mean, crazy? They were like the the Georgia game do, uh, dog against Clemson. So yeah, uh, the the excuse me, the Georgia game this coming weekend. The line opened up at Georgia minus one, and it's now sitting at Georgia minus three. Were you a little oh, surprised wow. at that? I, okay, that's the first I've heard that because I haven't looked at lines at all today. Uh, that shocks me. They, they, so Vegas is giving uh, uh, Auburn a ton of respect. Yeah, they sure are. I they was sure hoping are. that line would be bigger because I was wanting to play Auburn, but with it that low, it, you don't. I'm like, it might I don't, be a stay away from me, and I just roll the dice on a money line miracle. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so uh, so we had Mississippi State at number five, uh, number six Texas A&M. Uh, number seven, South Carolina. Number eight, Missouri. Number nine, Ole Miss right now. Number 10, Kentucky. Number 11, Florida. Number 12, Arkansas. Number 13, Tennessee. And number 14, Vanderbilt. I think anybody from about nine to 14 
is just completely interchangeable because you don't know what's going to happen week in and week out. Does yeah, I was just about to say, if we're looking at these teams right now, at what point in this conversation are we going to ask the question, can can Florida win another game the rest of the year? Well, let's ask it right now. Can they? Because you know who they you, – they got one cupcake on the schedule and everybody's just going to chalk up as a W, and that's my team. That's a team that I have made large sums of money on this year. That would be UAB. Yeah. Yeah? I, I they don't know. They are playing hard. They are like, fighting hard. And that, they got a that good Florida offense. Team, that like, Florida team went into Missouri – and they didn't look like they wanted to be there at all. I thought maybe with McElwain out, that team would get behind. Who get, This always happens, you know. They get behind the interim coach, and they play real hard for them for a week or two. Well, Randy and, Shannon is the defensive coordinator, and, and they looked like they laid down in that ballgame. I wonder if he was trying to take a head coach role and let like, an assistant on the defense kind of run the defensive coordinator role and that didn't work at all. His defense has been stout all year against with the garbage offense, and they went into Missouri, and Missouri just let the floodgates open. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. Um, I will tell you this. I, I, I did not realize this. I started looking at some numbers today, and Missouri, their yards per play, they are fifth in the country in yards per play. Like that that's a big thing that that they use for creating lines and and just looking to see really for me who is the better football team. You know, Missouri opened up as an 11 point favorite over Tennessee and I kind of said, "Whoa, like look, Tennessee looked like they might have gotten this thing back a little bit, but do you realize Tennessee is like over 70th in the country in yards per play?" Like giving up that much? That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. It does shock me that you said that Hang on, Missouri is fifth? Yeah, fifth in the country. They they have, like, it's 7.06 yards per play. Like, their offense absolutely bangs it. Nah, but see, but th- their record doesn't show that because they haven't scored 50 points on everybody. I mean, they've got some games where they didn't score an offensive touchdown. How does that happen? Well, th- I mean, they still put up yardage. That's the issue. So, against South Carolina, yeah. they put up yards. They just didn't. You know, and they, the same thing score. with like the Purdue game, right? So That's they right. got beat what thirty-five to three. Yeah, but they still put up there yards. Are, there are multiple games where they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They had this year. I'll tell you what they've been doing. They have not been turning over the football, and that's a big difference, right? So the Purdue game, there was a lot of that going on. Um, they, I mean, they have switched this thing around. They were sitting at one and five. They are now four and five, and the three games that they have left, if I'm not mistaken, it's like it's Kentucky. It's Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh my God, they can run that table. They're going to go bowling. They're going to go seven and five. I think they're at least going to win two of them. I, our Arkansas has quit. That team has quit. We we could say they quit. They did come back from thirteen down, but it was against Coastal Carolina. They they, they have a one point squeak out win against Coastal Carolina. Well, the week That's before they had a one point squeak out at Ole Miss. Yeah, but I don't know what this team is. That's two SEC teams, and that game's always crazy. You let Coastal Carolina come in your house and almost beat you. We can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Coastal Carolina and Troy are not the same team. I know LSU lost to a non-Power 5 school, whatever. Coastal Carolina is not Troy. We'll all admit to that. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Here, tell me this. Tell me this. Let's go on and get to these big games right quick. Um, Auburn and A&M, was this Kevin Sumlin's last hurrah? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really know where a and man. They always end up in this middle, you know, area of the SEC. And I know they want to be on the top, and they've got the athletic budget for the top. Um, I, I mean, mean, if they're they, going to they, fire someone, I would. My first call would be to Gary Patterson. No, you and me both. Okay, That's, I saw you a stat me. today. Check out this stat: A and M has had four eleven win seasons. In a hundred years, that's it. Yeah, and that's I, it. I would, like, I now listen, call, listen to this. Gary, but you know how I feel about him, Gary Patterson. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gary Patterson has had nine eleven-win seasons and in fourteen years at TCU. And that was that's listen, man. That's a lot of them years in Conference USA. Okay, well, Conference yeah. USA, Mountain West, but they've been in yeah. the Big Twelve for a while now. But count count how many recruits you can get. I don't care where you're located at. 
people aren't coming to play in the Mountain West in the Conference USA. Okay, they're just oh, not. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Oh, no, no, no. Now, I would absolutely fire him for Gary. But I would I would fire almost every coach in the country for him. I think he's a top five coach in the country, in my opinion. I would take him over just about everyone. I think I might agree with you on that. I might agree with you. Uh, tell me about Georgia and South Carolina. Will Muschamp looks like he's going to be dangerous in a couple of years. I, I like this South Carolina team. They're still fighting. They are way outmanned in that game, but don't tell them that. No, I mean twenty four to ten in that game was was really good for them. I mean they were twenty four point under halftime down seven. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I, you know I, I didn't think I was afraid of that at all. Um, you know they just can't move the football. D- Debo Samuel still being out, and and now he's officially out for the season. He he was supposed to be on his way back and in his rehab, um, sprained his ankle, and they were like. This isn't worth it. Let's just sit the kid down. Let's not get him hurt even further. And he's uh, not going pro after this year. He's going to be back in 2018. No, so he's... no he's going to play. He's coming back. Yeah. I, I Will Muschamp teams fight hard. I will tell you this. Even in the bad years of Florida, man, the, his teams don't quit on him. No. I've, you've never seen it. He hasn't always been the greatest X's and O's coach, and he doesn't always make the best decisions. But his teams do not quit on him. And South Carolina is going to be a tough beat for the rest of the season for anybody they play. Um, I, I think they're I think they're going to fight like hell. I think they're going to I think they're going to fight hard. So um, that was that was a tough game. They gave Georgia a fight. I, I I wish they could have done a little better than they did. They covered the number for me. That's all I could ask for. Getting them at plus nine fifty. I was hoping for a miracle, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't come true. But hey, that's a that's a. That's a tough, hard-fought game. Man. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun to watch too. If you like defense, those are those are two of the best. Uh, Tennessee finally won a game. They uh, they covered the spread against Southern Miss. Look, the big thing that came out of this, it wasn't that they won. It's that Butch Jones blew the red shirt on quarterback Will McBride. Like, was this kind of Butch flipping Tennessee the bird on his way out the door? All right. So this is right here the reason why when once you have a lame duck coach that that's got to go. Yeah. People can't get upset and say, oh, they should let him finish the season. Now, I, I, Butch Jones is not Les Miles, and I was furious that LSU got rid of Les Miles midseason. Okay? That we're having totally different conversations. But this is why, as soon as he's gone, it, when you know in your head you're not going to bring him back, you get him the hell out of here, and you tell whoever else is coming in, this is our future. This is what we want going forward. These are the players you can touch. You can't touch any of the rest of these guys. You well, and that's that's the thing. They don't know. They don't know that Will McBride is going to be the future, right? It, we, no. Nobody knows that. But the fact that you would wait until November and blow it in a meaningless game against Southern right. Miss, your game, the game doesn't matter. Right. If this kid is, is the next Peyton Manning, or if this kid's just the next Joe Blow, it's irrelevant. We redshirted him as a program for a reason. You can't just own your way out. Say, oh. Let's just screw all these red shirts up, and and that way, if I'm out of here, I'm burning this thing to the ground. That's that's kind of what it felt like. I think that's crappy. I, I crappy. I think it's crappy, <clears throat> and this is absolute justification for why these ads should, as soon as they know the guy's not the guy, get him out, get him out of there. Yeah, don't let that situation get more toxic than it already is. Because, my gosh, I mean, if you watch the beginning of that game when when Butch Jones came out of that tunnel. Oh, the the half-filled stadium that was there were all booing him. It was the most uncomfortable thing to watch in the world. Uh, tell me about this. Ole Miss beat Kentucky 37-34 on a last-second pass. Uh, look, D, uh, DK Metcalf caught a pass with five seconds left. Kentucky is is now not looking so hot. They I went mean, from 5-1 and one with a really, really weird – kind of unexplainable loss to Florida to five and three now five and four um you know what I don't even know what they are I think they're five and they, four they lost to Mississippi State and they just lost to, to they beat Tennessee uh, last week so they beat Tennessee last week. so they're six and three yeah I think that's right okay that's man that's a really strange yeah six I'll and three this. here's what they got left right they are underdogs at Vanderbilt this week they play Ooh. At Louisville, or no, sorry, at Georgia, and then they host Louisville. They could realistically lose 
all three of the games they got left. They're dogs at Vandy. Yeah, they're three point dogs at Vanderbilt. That's really weird. I'll have to. I'm gonna look at that a little closer. Oh, excuse me. Um, let me tell you about that game. What I think. I I like. I like that Ole Miss came out on the road, fought real hard one time, and pulled a win off. Look, that quarterback, like that. Jacob Tamu, is phenomenal. Like, And he transferred in from somewhere. I don't know where it was, Eastern Washington or something. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, but he is really good. And that, that team would be in shambles if not for him. I oh, mean, they, there wasn't anything to hang your hat on after, after Shea Patterson went down. Yeah. But his play well, is fact, incredibly surprising. I, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, Matt Luke, I think, is going to get – he will get a job being a coordinator or an assistant somewhere else. It, these these kids play for him. They play hard for him. I know yeah, he's an, uh, an Ole Miss guy. Huh? No, I said, yeah, 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 they sure do. Yeah, no, I, I, I know he's an Ole Miss guy and he's a former player, and so he can kind of relate to these guys a little better. He would be somebody who, whoever the head coach is, it would benefit them greatly to try to keep him on staff. I, I just think that would be the smart thing to do. The, the kids at least fight for him. Um, they don't have a lot of talent, and there's nobody they should beat based on the talent on the field. But they went out and they fought hard in that game, and they had to come from behind. It would have been real easy to just tuck your tail and say, oh, another loss, another crappy season. But they didn't. They were on the road, and they had everything going against them, and they kept fighting. Well, and they were they were down at a certain point at about ten or whatever it was in the fourth quarter, and and their defense stood up and got several stops uh, that, that led to points for them. So that was one of the more surprising things is that Ole Miss's defense actually stood up for a little bit. You know, you haven't seen them stand up a whole lot in any game this year. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with Alabama and LSU. Uh, we talked a little bit about Alabama's injuries uh, in the ball game. You know, four of the the top five linebackers on the team are out now uh, for who knows how long. And Mika Fitzpatrick went down with what looked like a hamstring injury. I, I don't know what this make what difference it makes for Mississippi State and Mercer, but this could end up killing them when it gets to. Auburn, Georgia, and if they even make it to Georgia. Uh, but Auburn, Georgia, and whoever else, right? Yeah, both, so postseason play. Which You want to talk about a run to end a season? I mean, you got Auburn, then Georgia, and then playoffs if you if you get it through the uh, the first two. I mean, that is that's a stretch right there. Gonna be gonna be gonna be rough on them. All right, so these are these are my takeaways from the LSU side. I'll say this: I hate moral victories. We've had this conversation before. Oh, I don't yeah. like them. I don't want anything to do with them. A moral victory is still a loss. Okay, you, you did you didn't win. I I was actually really proud of this LSU team and really proud of this game. Hey man, we, we outplayed y'all. LSU outplayed Alabama. I agree with they that. Out, out yarded them. They made bigger plays than them more often. They they made. The one big mistake, the only turnover in the game, they gave up one, which if you told me the over-under is one turnover for both teams, I'd have, I'd have taken the over, so I'd have missed that. Um, so so you got short field to get a touchdown on that, and then you had two really good drives on us. Other than that, man, there was a whole lot of three and outs. That defense stood up tall. The offense moved the ball. Where I was terrified of this game was in our line play. Because we had been pushed around on defense and we had been pushed around on offense by everybody. And now we play what is probably the best offensive line and the best defensive front in the league. And we didn't get pushed around by anybody. We no. did a lot of pushing. And I was super proud. So so while I hate moral victories, really, really proud of how the guys fought. And and, and I think they believe that, that this – they're back in the, the the running as being a, an elite team in the SEC. Had 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 a slow start this season, but but they they're not afraid to play anybody right now. Does uh, does LSU win out from here? Man, I don't ever like chalking up W's. You know, we just talked about. Well, that. I know, I know, but like it, are they? W's. Look, they play who? We got Arkansas? Arkansas. We got A and M. We got Tech, Tennessee. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, it I, looks it looks good for a nine and three season. If we lose any of those games, I will be upset. If we lose the A and M game, because I think that is on the road, and that no, no, no that's in upset. that's in Baton Rouge. Okay, all right. Okay. The only that game that's on the road is uh, is Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I knew the Arkansas game was at home. I don't. The A and M game scares me because it could be Kevin Sumlin's last ditch effort if they pull what what LSU pulled on less a couple years ago, where he walked into the last game of the season and they were like, "Look, you lose this game, you're out of here," and the team rallied behind him, came up big beat A&M, carried him off the field, and he got an extension. Well, it was kind of the same thing as uh, as last year, right? So, yeah. I, I mean, LSU absolutely manhandled A&M last year, hung 54 on them. Yeah, yeah, beat them bad, beat them bad. I don't know that so, A&M has the capability of doing that, though. <laughs> no, I don't either, but it would would it absolutely shock me? No, it wouldn't. Um, you know, but I think, man, the way Arkansas and Tennessee look, if, if we can't beat them – all those praises I sung about Alabama just need to go away. Now, so let me tell you what I thought about the Alabama side coming from me, okay, okay. the opposite side. Alabama had, and this is not so much about the game, all right? We've talked about the game. This is about Alabama and Alabama going forward. Alabama, I, I, I have taken beef with the fact that they will accuse others of recruitment violations and all this other stuff. But yet they can get guys where they are six and seven deep willing to say, I'll ride the bench and come play for you when I could be a starter and an All-American anywhere in the country. Yeah, we've talked and, about this before this, this and, season. And that, that frustration, we will find out now how good all that depth is, okay? Oh, yeah. We, we, will, we will find it out. They will be put to the test, these young guys that are the quarterbacks of the defense. We're not just talking big hog mollies down low that can just rush a passer or stuff a run. No, the okay, biggest things are – have to have some brains yeah. and know how to call defensive snaps. Minka Fitzpatrick and Sean Deion Hamilton are – you saw what happened to Alabama's defense last year when Sean Deion Hamilton went out in the Florida game and when Eddie Jackson went out in the Texas A&M game. Correct. You know, once you ran up against an offense that could actually score. move the football and score, which was Clemson, then you had all kind of problems. So I, I'm worried that that's what's going to happen this go-round. I don't know that Auburn has enough playmakers to be able to to make a difference there. But, I mean, you get in say, – say Alabama ends up playing Oklahoma. You know, I don't think Georgia's got a whole lot of playmakers uh, as far as the passing game goes. Like, that's the biggest thing here. You've still got your, you've still got your defensive line, and you'll be fine there. you got guys that can stop the gap. The issue will be like if they end up with an Oklahoma in the in the playoff, or somebody like that. Correct. No, you're right. Somebody that can just sling it. Yeah, I mean at Penn State before they got beat this weekend, Trace McSorley, he's one of those that can get really hot. You know, it, it, a Nick Saban defense's worst enemy is a, a really transcendent talent at quarterback, and Baker Mayfield is the one guy that I, as an Alabama fan, do not want to see. Period. Correct. I think I think you're exactly right on that, and I think I think that fear is legit and real. So, no. So we'll, we'll, we will see how Alabama's depth is. This this is the reason why you go out and you go get those guys and you get them to come play at Alabama, even though they're not going to be starters for two or three years. Well, now you're going to be a starter. <laughs> now they're gotta, playing now. You got to get in there and mix it up, and not just you're going to get in there and mix it up a little bit, but if you screw up you take us out of the national championship game there you go so you can't do it hi caramba all right chris that's gonna wrap this whole thing up we will uh we'll be back on wednesday with some nfl talking uh and some other stuff so last thought i like i like this philosophy real quick before you end this go ahead Your, your team won the game my team lost the game I feel great about my team going forward after the game. <laughs> I feel like crap. And you feel crap after it. This is the weirdest thing in the world. I never would have thought Alabama could win the LSU-Alabama game and feel terrible going forward. And we could lose it and feel great about ourselves. That's just the – I never thought I'd be in this situation. That's, that's Man, just the Alabama weird. fan base. It, it was the same thing after the Texas A&M win because A&M only got beat by eight at home. So they felt like – basically they chalked it up as a win – and we talked it up as a loss because, oh, man, we only beat this team by eight. Like, what's what's wrong? 
You know, it's it's some yeah. sometimes you have those games. It looked like Alabama was sleepwalking just a little bit uh, on Saturday, and and I think LSU had a lot to do with that. Hey, early line. Have you seen the Alabama State game? Uh, minus fourteen and a half. All right, that's not as big as I was hoping for. No, nope. I was hoping Mississippi State's laying an egg against UMass would uh, inflate that line, but I guess Vegas. Oh no, they they know better. They know better. <laughs> All right, that's going right, to wrap right. this thing up. All right, buddy. Here, let me go on and uh, turn off Facebook Live. Thank you to everybody on Facebook Live for uh, for chiming in and tuning in and all that good stuff. We will, uh, I think, we'll be back and we'll we'll do another Facebook Live tomorrow night. So, sound Sweet. good, Chris? Yeah, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Be good. Bye. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.